Good evening. Welcome to Elder Care 911. This is Christine Till, your Elder Care Specialist, speaking to you in behalf of Home Instead Senior Care. Tonight we will be interviewing Razia Satar, barrister and solicitor. She will be one of the speakers at the Queensboro Community Center at 425 Ewan Avenue, speaking at the 4070 Rule presentation, December the 11th at 11 a.m. Razia Satar has been a lawyer since 1995 and practices in the area of wills and estate planning, real estate transactions, probate and estate administration, and general business law such as incorporations. She also handles certain family law matters such as uncontested divorces and marriage, separation, or cohabitation agreements. She also offers all notarial services. Razia can communicate in Hindi and offers evening and weekend appointments for your convenience. Razia is based in Surrey, but can travel to clients who are unable to get to her office. Planning for protection and peace of mind is Razia's approach when working with her clients. Welcome to Eldercare 911, Razia. Thank you for joining the podcast this evening. Well, thank you, Christine Till. I'm so excited about being able to do this. Thank you for your warm welcome. <laughs> Tonight we're going to be speaking about wills, powers of attorneys, and representation agreements. Shall we start with wills first, Razia? Sure, Christine. I think that most people know basically what a will is. It directs who gets your estate after you die. But there's some other things that are really important that a will also does, like appointing the person who is going to take care of your estate. We call that person an executor and giving directions to that executor about how you want your estate handled. Another really important part of a will can be appointing guardians to take care of your young children. Wills can also be very useful in setting up trusts for your beneficiaries. So if you have beneficiaries who, who are young or even older, I see a lot of wills with adult beneficiaries where people are setting up their inheritance in a trust. That means they don't get their inheritance right away so that when they split up with their wife, the wife takes half or somebody else takes, um, takes advantage of them because they've come into a lot of money all at one time. We can use the will as a way to protect those beneficiaries by putting really detailed instructions about how their part of the estate can be handled. You can look at a will as kind of like a direction book for somebody that you've given a job to. You've appointed an executor, and you have the opportunity to give that executor or trustee directions about how you want things handled. It's your chance to have a say in things when you're no longer around. Wow. So what kinds of other things might one consider putting in their will or including in their will? Well, one of the great things that you can do in your will is to set up trusts. Now, the way that a trust work is, works is somebody manages a fund um, for the benefit of somebody else. And during that management of the fund, you can give the trustee or your executor directions about how to do that management. So you might, for example, put in there that every year I want so much money to go to my beneficiary or I want these kinds of expenses to be paid for. The will is your chance, really, to give detailed instructions to somebody that you've given a job to. You've given a job to somebody, please manage this 
money until somebody reaches the age of, for example, 35. Well, it would be really nice if you could tell them what you would have liked them to do in that time. And also in terms of raising your kids, who are the guardians? Who do you want your children to live with? Very important decisions that are going to affect a lot of people. Razia, I can see where it would be really important who's going to be the guardian for your children, asking their permission first before you put them in the will. Well, Christine, you might think so, and there are certain lawyers who think that, but there's another school of thought. I think it is a good idea if you're on good terms with that person to get their consent. However, this is the drawback of that. If you ever had a falling out with that person and you had you had already told them that they would be the guardian and you changed it later on, they would find out if you if, if you died and a guardian was still required, they'd find out that you had changed something. So there can be some sort of political issues that could happen in a family where somebody had been told they were going to be guardian and then that choice was changed. You know, have in mind, uh, are they appropriate people and name them and have a backup or maybe two backups, but when the time comes, they're not comfortable taking on that job. You have other people who you've already chosen to step into those shoes. I hear you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, tricky stuff. Well, oh, yeah. Well, we could go on about wills forever, I'm sure. So let's touch a little bit on powers of attorney right now. Mm-hmm. What well, kinds of po- tips can you add for us there? Sure. A power of attorney basically is a document that lets you appoint people to do things for you while you're still alive. So whoever you appointed in your will, they don't have any authority until you die. So you want to make sure that while you're alive, somebody can do things for you. And these things include only legal and financial matters. Because a power of attorney can be a very dangerous document, you have to choose very carefully the people that you're choosing to be your attorney and give a lot of thought to what they should be allowed to do. A lot of people often ask me, well, why do I need a power of attorney? I own everything jointly with my husband or or wife, and so, you know, what does it matter? Well, your spouse doesn't have any authority at law to sign anything for you unless you've given them that authority or a court has given them that authority. It's much better to have major power of attorney in advance. Very, very important document that, again, can be very dangerous. So make sure it's well thought out. Well, I can sure see where it would be important to have that in place. And I'm looking forward to hearing more details about powers of attorney when we get together on December the 11th at Queensborough Community Centre. Can you tell us a little bit and enlighten us just briefly on what a representation agreement is? So we've talked about how powers of attorney are limited to only financial and legal matters. So the way that we have in BC to appoint somebody to help us for medical or personal care decision making is a representation agreement. So in this document, you choose who your medical representatives are going to be, and you can direct them as to the kinds of decisions they can make for you. So what happens if we die without a will? All kinds of problems can happen if you die without a will. There's this general belief that the government is going to take everything. That's not true. So that's the the first myth that's out there. Your family will inherit from you, but it's going to be according to a set formula, a distribution scheme that our government has made that says that in these situations, this is what will happen. So, for example, if you died and you left a spouse and children, 
most people would think, well, the spouse is going to get it all, right? They're the ones who need it to yeah. raise the kids, and, and, and the children can wait until we're both gone. Well, that's not going to happen. Our law says that if there's a spouse and children, they're going to share the estate. Nobody has any discretion to vary that. And if there are young children that's involved, well, the public guardian and trustee is going to be involved in dealing with that minor's share. So mom may need the funds to pay for Johnny's activities, and you're going to have to get that money from the public guardian and trustee. So it's generally a distribution scheme that if somebody sat down would say, no, that's not really what I want. So that's your chance to undo the government's will for you, is make your own. You decide who's going to get it, when they're going to get it, who's going to be in charge. Well, you have been most informative, Razia. It's been an eye-opener to hear some of the answers. It's better to know your options and then decide Mm -hmm. what's best for your family. Each family is unique. Every situation is going to require specialized advice. Well, Razia, thank you so much for being with us on Elder Care 911 this evening, and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what you have to say about wills and powers of attorney and representation agreements on December the 11th at Queensborough Community Centre at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. when we will have the presentation called the 4070 Rule, and we will have there uh, several presenters. There will be yourself and myself speaking from Homestead Senior Care on the 4070 rule, and and we will also have Greg Medwood there from Executor Support, and Margaret Reynolds there from Desjardins. I'm really looking forward to the seminar, Christine. It's been my extreme pleasure to talk to you today, and if there are any clients who are not able to um, attend at the seminar, they are free to call me anytime. I'm one of those rare lawyers who is available virtually 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they can call me at the following number, at my office number, 604-592-4433. Uh, anytime pretty much from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. Thank you again. Thank you, Christine. Make it a great day.